truth invade your culture? And just to kind of backtrack, the, the reason and, and what God had kind of laid on our hearts with this is our culture here is amazing. And Danny talked about this a couple weeks ago. The culture we have of hard work, integrity, honesty. This culture that we have grown up and live in is amazing. But I don't care what kind of culture you grow up in, whether it's in Holmes County, whether it's in inner city Baltimore, whatever culture that you grow up in, no matter how good it is, the enemy tries to, uh, tries to just kind of get in the cracks and try to uh, manipulate things. He tries to uh, have people start believing lies. And after a while, some of those things become part of our culture, become part of our identity. Paul talked about it in Colossians. He said, be careful. Be careful about vain traditions that you don't put them above the word of God. And so that was kind of the basis of, of the sermon series we came up with. And today I'm talking about who is the Holy Spirit. Next Sunday, Danny's going to wrap it up with uh, gifts are good. So don't want to miss that. It's going to be good. So who is the Holy Spirit? Before we get started, I have a present here for somebody. Let me see. Is Adelia here this morning? Adelia, you want to come up here? I got a present for you this morning. But it comes with some regulations, okay? So you got to take the mic and you got to say, Mom, happy Mother's Day. I love you. Can you do that? Mom, happy Mother's Day. I love you. So, Adelia, I'm going to give you this present. I don't want you to open it. I just want you to take it back there, and then a little bit later we'll get back to it, okay? And take it back and take it to where you were sitting. Thank you. All right. So who is the Holy Spirit? If you grew up like I did, and many of you did, uh, I grew up with a lot of teaching on the Trinity. I knew what the Trinity was. I knew Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I had a lot of teaching. I was very much aware and very educated on the Father. I was very educated on the Son, on Jesus. The Holy Spirit was kind of that third wheel that if you grew up like me, yeah, I, I don't know if that's a good term or not, but um, I didn't have a lot of teaching on the Holy Spirit. I would maybe hear Holy Spirit mentioned in prayers sometimes. Some of the hymns we would sing would mention the Holy Spirit, but I don't remember a lot of teaching on the Holy Spirit. And what I did hear about the Holy Spirit was always kind of like, I don't know, this mixed bag, mystical, um, kind of unknown uh, and so growing up, I had a real misconception of who the Holy Spirit was. In fact, I remember a young man named Larry Yoder, who's sitting back here, wave Larry. He moved to Baltimore, and we, we knew Larry well, and moved to an area where, and by the way, I am not degrading my heritage and my upbringing. I love my heritage and upbringing. Um, but Larry moved to an area into a church. He moved to Baltimore, a church where there was a lot of teaching of the Holy Spirit. 
Uh, there was a lot of uh, practicing the gifts of the Spirit and walking uh, in the Holy Spirit. And so I remember this young man coming to Ohio, and even on the phone, he was all excited about this stuff. And I, he would tell me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and things that they were experiencing in Baltimore and, and the life change that was happening in him. And I remember one day, sitting in our living room, it was just Larry and I, and he told me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I remember looking at Larry, and I don't know if he remembers this or not, but I remember saying, Larry, I don't need that. I don't want it. I don't need it. It's fine for you, but it's not for me. Uh, fast forward a couple years and ended up in Baltimore on a mission trip and heard some teaching about the Holy Spirit that made me sit up and take notice. And not only did I hear teaching, but I saw the life. I saw the fruit of what was being lived out in Baltimore. Fast forward, and I actually opened myself up. God had to do a work in me, and I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And things changed. The eyes of my understanding were opened. All of a sudden, Scripture became alive. All of a sudden, it was fun to read the Bible. I could see myself in the Bible. All of a sudden, my character started to change. All of a sudden, the way I would react in different situations began to change. And so, fast forward again, and I got to a point where I was so convinced because of my experience, because, of I, saw, because I saw what was taking place in my life, that I began to be able to teach and lay out the baptism of the Holy Spirit in Scripture. And it's one of the, it's one of the, um, it's one of the principles that we stand on as, as a church, is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it's because what we have experienced in our life, and it's because of our testimony. Now, having said all that, I'm not going to preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit this morning. I ran across this quote uh, early on as I was learning and I was digging into Scripture, and the quote says, Holy Spirit is a good gift that pursues and empowers us to love supernaturally and stamps a certainty of our identity as sons and daughters on our hearts. Supernaturally, it allows us to love supernaturally. A lot of the things that kind of pushed me away from the Holy Spirit is, sometimes the Holy Spirit doesn't look, doesn't act like our earthly mind thinks it should. And it shouldn't, it's supernatural. The Holy Spirit is communicating with God and he's talking to us. And so sometimes things don't look normal to us. They shouldn't, but it's always biblical and it's always powerful. When we partner with the Holy Spirit, it does not always look normal, but it's biblical and it's powerful. This morning, I am not going to get into theology. There is a lot of theology out there, and there's a lot of people that get tripped up on small differences. I'm not going to get into the doctrine of how, when you receive the Holy Spirit. Some people believe you receive the Holy Spirit at conversion, 
And then at the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you empower the Holy Spirit. Some people believe that you don't receive the, or you don't receive the Holy Spirit until the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's all kinds of little idiosyncrasies out there. This morning, we're not going to focus on that. I don't care how you get the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit, okay? <laughs> but this morning, I simply want to present a case that the Holy Spirit is good, that the Holy Spirit is desirable, that the Holy Spirit is not something to run away from. The Holy Spirit is, some, is somebody to run to. I simply want to present a case that the Holy Spirit is good this morning, and I'll try to do it quickly. I have three points this morning. First one is the title of the message, Who is the Holy Spirit and what does the Holy Spirit do? Go with me to John. With me to John chapter 14. And I'm going to be reading uh, these verses out of the New King James Version. John 14, and we're going to start in verse 16. And this is right after uh, Jesus had just predicted Peter's denial, and the time of his ministry is winding down, the time of him going to the cross is getting closer, and so he's teaching his disciples. And in John 14, verse 16, I'm going to read 16 to 26. And this is Jesus. He says this, and I will pray the Father... Some translations say, I will ask. So I will ask, or I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. The word another in the original Greek is alios, which simply means someone of the same kind, just like me. So Jesus is saying, the Father is going to send somebody just like me, that he may abide with you forever. And I could drop the mic, we could all go home, we could believe that and go on with life and we could all thrive. But we're going to keep going. Verse 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. That means today in 2020, Justin, the Holy Spirit is in you. He wants to dwell inside you. It's a gift from our Heavenly Father. I will not leave you, verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will, also, you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. Are you guys getting this? He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Verse 22, Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not the world? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the words and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. Verse 26, but the helper, the one just like Jesus, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. 
Turn a couple pages, go to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, verse 5. And again, here's Jesus, and he's talking, and he says, but now I go away to him who sent me. Jesus is saying, I'm returning. I'm going back to heaven. I'm going back to my Father. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you, it is to your advantage, or it is better that I go away, that I physically leave. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler over this world is judged. Now catch the last part here, verses 12 to 15. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the Spirit, of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, who's he hearing from? Hearing from the Father. Uh, he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of, my, of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I, I said that he will take of mine and he will declare it to you. That is good news today. Let me paraphrase that. Jesus came. He died for our sins. He went to the cross. He went to the grave. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. He arose and he sent one just like him that can live in each one of us personally today. He's called the Holy Spirit and he is good. He talks. He he. Um, communicates with the Father, and communicates the Father's heart for us back to us. It's pretty simple. It's not complicated. Romans 8, 26 to 27, sorry, Romans 8, verses 26 and 27. Likewise, this is another working of the Holy Spirit. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our partners. You're going to hear me say partner a lot today. In our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us. The Holy Spirit prays for you. With groanings which cannot be uttered, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he, the Holy Spirit, makes intercession for the saints. That's for you and me. According, get this, according to the will of God. The Holy Spirit is interceding on you and I, on our behalf, with God, there is a book that is written about us. We've talked about this a lot. It's in the, in the, on a bookshelf in heaven, and it's the plans that God has that he wrote before we ever were. And the Holy Spirit is, for lack of better terms, reading that book, and he's relaying that to us. That is good news today in 2020. One more uh, portion of scripture, and then I'll keep moving really quickly. 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians Chapter 2. And if you were here a couple weeks ago, I used this a couple weeks ago when I talked about hearing the voice of God. We hear the voice of God through who? The Holy Spirit. So I'm going to use this again. You can't talk about the Holy Spirit and not read 1 Corinthians 2. 
So I'm gonna read it. I'm not gonna say a lot, but you go home today and you read it and then you read it and you read it until it's firmly planted in your heart and you believe it because this is powerful. It says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But get this, verse 10, but, but God has, past tense, has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, now, we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God, that we might know our inheritance today in 2020. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. I realized, when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, my spiritual eyes were opened. Until then, I couldn't grasp this. It didn't make sense. But it was like, again, the rough term. Holy Spirit comes in. He takes a wet wipe and he wipes the dust off of my eyes. And all of a sudden, things make sense. It's a big deal. Okay, I got to keep moving. Uh, so, I don't know if you can see this in the back, but point number one, the workings of the Holy Spirit. And there's 16 things here. I'm just going to go through them really quickly. The Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin, guides us into all truth. How many of you know people that are double-minded? How many of you know people that are blown wherever the wind blows, get, or, you know, they'll fall for this doctrine or that doctrine, and they just are always confused? Anybody know somebody like that? I do. Well, the Holy Spirit guides us into all truth. The Holy Spirit regenerates us in John 3 and Titus 3. The Holy Spirit reveals Christ to us, leads us in Romans 8, sanctifies us, empowers us. Empowers us for what? Empowers us to carry out the Great Commission and carries, empowers us to do miracles. Empowers us to set captives free. Empowers us to help people break chains of addiction. Empowers us to bring souls to Jesus. Where was I? Uh, teaches us to pray in Romans 8 and Jude 1. The Spirit bears witness in us that we are children of God in Romans 8. The Spirit produces in us the fruit of the Spirit, and we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, the Spirit distributes spiritual gifts and manifestations. The Spirit anoints us for ministry in Luke 4 and Acts 10. The Spirit washes and renews us in Titus 3. The Spirit brings unity and oneness to the body. In Ephesians, how many of us have been in a church where there's church hurt, there's church splits, there's disagreements, there's no unity in the body? Why is that? Maybe it's because too many times the Holy Spirit has to take a back seat in our congregation. So the Holy Spirit reveals the deep things of God to us. The Holy Spirit reveals what has been given to us from God in 1 Corinthians 2, our inheritance. Point number two, the Holy Spirit is a gift. 
The Holy Spirit is a gift from our Heavenly Father, like we talked about, to us today. The Holy Spirit is a gift that gives gifts. Question for you this morning. How many of you have ever said something like, I wonder what my purpose is in life? What am I really created for? How can I possibly partner with God to make a difference in this world? Why am I even here? Have you ever heard somebody say that? Have you ever said that? What, what, why am I here? Why was I created? Does God really have a plan for me? Is there really something he wants me to accomplish here? I've said that. I'm surrounded by people on a daily basis at work that say that all the time. God wants you. He wants me to partner with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will give us giftings that are supernatural, that are not normal. They're supernatural abilities that he gives us to carry out the Great Commission. That's why we're here. I don't care how many letters you have behind your name. I don't care if you have 50 master's degrees or bachelor's degrees or whatever that is, and those things are awesome. They can, they can and are and should be used for the kingdom. But if you don't use that in partnership with the Holy Spirit, there is a lack in your life. And I want to talk to you young children, Adelia and, and Larry's kids and Alexa and some of this group over here, but you young kids, I want you to know, children, there is no junior Holy Spirit. The gifts that we're about to talk about are gifts that the Holy Spirit wants to implant into you at a young age. Not when you're 15, 20, 30, 35, 40, 50, 60 years old. Today, whatever age you are, there is no junior Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has gifts that he wants to give you today because you have a voice. You have a voice into a circle of friends that I don't. You have a voice into a circle, a sphere of influence that as adults, we don't have. And the Holy Spirit wants to use you to touch your friends' lives. Now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Go to 1 Corinthians 12. If there is a lack, um, I just ran across an article from, I can't remember his name, but he's, he's all uh, over the news right now. But he said, he did a study, and he claims that 95% of professionals, so professionals in the um, health force, professionals, lawyers, whatever, professionals, 95% of professionals feel unfulfilled. These are people with the highest learning. They go home every night feeling unfulfilled, and it's because they don't partner with the Holy Spirit. They don't partner with the gifts that the Holy Spirit wants to put on their life to help carry them into the field that they're working. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, and I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation, so just either follow along or listen. 1 Corinthians 12, I'm going to go verse 1 and then skip down to verse 4. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. I feel like I misunderstood this for too long. 
And Paul knows it's a big deal and he's saying, get it. Do not misunderstand this. Verse four, there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift, gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which, which gifts he gives each person. Romans 12, 6 and 8. And I'm going to keep moving fast, so stay with me. Romans 12, verse 6 and 8. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If you, your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given the, you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if he has given you a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. And I put a list up here of gifts of the Spirit. And these are gifts. They're free, but they come with the price of accepting the Holy Spirit in your life and then walking it out. And I'm not going to get into these today. I think Danny will next Sunday, so I don't want to steal his thunder. But these are good. These are not scary. They're not mystical. They are free gifts given to us to carry out the Great Commission. Let's keep moving. Third and last point. I'll get through this really quick. The Holy Spirit, when we partner with him, when we allow the Holy Spirit to live, to work, to guide us, to teach us, there's fruit that we bear. Galatians 5, and I was going to read Galatians 5, but I'm not. Uh, it's the fruit of the Spirit, and you can see I have, them lifted, I have them listed up there. What I do want to say about this is that we are living in a time, in a season, where this world needs to experience that. This world needs to experience supernatural love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This world needs to see that lived out in the body of Christ. And that is a natural byproduct of partnering and saying yes to the Holy Spirit. We need to feel, fill this world with a sweet aroma. The sweet aroma of supernatural love, joy, peace, and go on. Dorn said this last night, and it stuck with me. The world will be and is attracted to Jesus. Always has been. From the day Jesus walked on earth as a person to today. The world is attracted to truth. The world is attracted to Jesus. That's us. That is us. We are the ambassador of Jesus Christ. And when we walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, People are drawn to us. And if ever, we, uh, if ever the world needs to see this lived out, it's today. All right, I'm going to skip through some things here. 
Father, we just pray for open hearts. God, I pray that you open my heart. God, that you push, God, that you allow us to push past the misunderstanding, that you allow us to push past the misconception of something that is so beautiful. And that is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Father, I know in my life for way too long, not only did I misunderstand it, but because I misunderstood it, I I didn't, I spoke against it. Thank you for forgiving me. God, open our hearts, open our eyes right now. We love you. Ideally, I'm going to ask you to come back up here. Bring your present. I'm going to go to one last slide here while she's coming up. This is a quote by Bill Johnson. It says, royalty is my identity. Servanthood is my assignment. Intimacy with God is my life source. Intimacy with God comes by partnering, by saying yes to what the Holy Spirit has for us. It is our life source. It cements our status. It cements our identity as royalty and gives us the fuel to carry out servanthood, to carry out the Great Commission. I love that quote. All right, Adelia, thank you for helping me this morning. Now, I got a couple questions for you. Has that gift changed your life? <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad it has. Um, have you, have you, has that gift brought you a lot of fulfillment today? You're amazing. <laughs> has that gift brought you a lot of joy so far? Do you think it would bring you more joy, more fulfillment, if you knew what was inside of it. I bet it would. Guys, what I am trying to represent this morning, and Adelia is too kind, is that you and I have been given a gift. Whether you believe you've been given that gift when you accept Jesus into your heart, or whether you believe that you are given that gift when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's a gift that our Father has given you. Let me just borrow this for a second. I know for too long I carried this gift around and I had no idea what was inside. I carried this gift around and I had no idea that there was tremendous freedom and power inside of this gift. It was when I said yes to the Holy Spirit. It was when I unwrapped the package that the Father had given me that I experienced life. It's when I experienced power. It's when I experienced the uh, opportunity and, and it, the, the wisdom and the strength and the courage to really carry out the Great Commission. And it happened when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It happened when I unwrapped the present that God gives us freely. But until you and I make a decision to say yes 
to everything the Holy Spirit has, till you and I make a decision to unwrap the gift that he's given us so freely, we are not fulfilled. We walk around as orphans. We walk around uh, with far less than what Jesus died for. Adelia, you can go back to your seat, and I want you to open that present, and there is something in there that I think will bring you joy today, so... Thank you for helping me this morning. I want everybody to just close your eyes, and Amanda or JB, if you guys want to come up, I'm going to close with a little bit of ministry time. If you are here this morning, and you are not fulfilled, if you're here this morning and you are unsure what your purpose is, you've tried and you've tried, you've tried different things, but you can't seem to find your purpose. If you're here this morning and you're just, you're just struggling with a cycle of life that has been going on for years. If you're here this morning and you get into conversations and people ask you for something and you have nothing to give. If you're here this morning and, and it seems like, oh man, Like I feel like there's somebody here this morning that's sitting in these pews that always feels like they are overlooked. Like they always feel like there's always somebody that can do something better than them. I feel like there's somebody sitting here this morning that always feels like they are the third wheel. That they're not good enough. That uh, people all around them are noticed, but they're never noticed. If that's you this morning, I'm sorry, but the Lord wants to touch you today. Because I guarantee that the Lord has something special for you that he wants you to experience in life. I know that the Lord has a special work, a special plan, a special book written for you, and that it just takes saying yes to the Holy Spirit. I feel so strongly like there's somebody like that here this morning. If you're here and you just want a fresh anointing, you maybe you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but you just want a fresh anointing. If you're here this morning and you've never received, you've never opened yourself up to receive the powerful, life-changing baptism of the Holy Spirit. Everybody just stand. And if you fit any one of those molds this morning, I am here to tell you God wants to meet that need in a supernatural way today.